and welcome to Kasama Hanko Season 6, Episode 9. Today on the podcast, I had the greatest pleasure of inviting my audience here with us today and having you hear his narrative, his story. And I've known him for a quite while back. Uh, we went to the same church and one thing that someone that will do the creative things and before I jump into the intro they are born and raised in Ava Beach, Hawaii they are second generation Filipino Americans and is now in Portland, Oregon seeking undergrad and marketing at the University of Hawaii about his own Filipino identity in high school until he went to college and transferring from the island to the mainland he had a sort of this homesickness and a little bit of culture shock of that new environment and from the new changes within himself as a person he didn't feel like his true self and he didn't have the understanding of his own Filipino identity until he joined and FASA stands for Filipino American Student Alliance. This allowed him to go back to his own Filipino roots and learn more about his own identity in the Philippines. And as a marketing manager for FASA, Call me Jeff. I'm currently a rising junior at the University of Portland where I'm majoring in marketing and a minor in entrepreneurship and design management. My pronouns are he, him, his, and the my generation of Filipino American is a one and a Filipino dish that would describe me personally would be I would say hollow hollow because I I mix with a lot of people like I try I'm like con- I connect with like different races with different like ethnicity. <laughs> yes, we love a good hollow hollow personality. And I feel like knowing you for like in knowing you in your high school year, I can see I can definitely see you as a hollow hollow you. You definitely mix with everyone around you and like you definitely have that kind of sense of vibe where like you just like to get along with everyone and yeah now further ado um are you ready to get into the questions yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> so we're gonna start off really easy and first we're gonna go with the question 
how was your upbringing like with your family, especially growing up as a Filipino American? Um, growing up Filipino American in like the mainland, I feel like it's really similar to what the Philippines is, but it was kind of different due to like the immigration and like some of the culture changes my parents have involved because when my parents immigrated to Hawaii, they kept a lot of their culture and tradition within the family as well as bringing it and passing it down to me as well as my sister. So that gave like a sense of similarity on our upbringing. I feel like the only difference would be like the like the Hawaii style. Like since we grew up in Hawaii, there's like we we tend to like tie in with the Polynesian side of culture as well. And just growing up in Hawaii, it felt I did not realize this until middle school on how we on how Asians were basically the majority in Hawaii when I thought it was Caucasian or white American since that's how it is in every other state but having that sense of like being a majority it felt it felt pretty I would say pretty chill because you have like the same you have same Asians around you whether it's Filipino Japanese Korean Chinese Indian all around you you guys any Asian will have like a sense of connection together and growing up in Hawaii, I feel like it's it's kind of similar because me, I experienced living in the Philippines for about my whole entire summer for one year. And comparing it back from comparing it with Hawaii and Philippines, I feel like it's basically the same. Like, like we wake up with chickens and <laughs> and you see like a brown skinned Filipino anywhere you go, whether it's a shopping the supermarket, the shopping mall, or any grocery store, and then you can talk to them in Filipino, like, ayanako, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think, like, like for you, like, when you went and transitioned to go to college in the mainland, especially, like, did you have a sense of culture shock? Because you went from seeing everyone around you, like, brown community, and now going to, like, because I know you, University of Portland can be put, predominantly white like did you have like a sense of like whoa where's all my filipinos at where's all the brown community um yeah it was really tough especially during when i first transitioned especially during move-in to like the first week of school because we won't we won't get to see all the clubs until the ending of our first week of classes because they wanted to make sure like we know how how school runs first before we get into the extracurricular activities and Seeing seeing that change from being in a a brown community to an all to a majority to becoming a minority in a predominantly white community, if I had this culture shock, especially it's not only with like the ethnicity around me, but as well as the food because the food we grew up with we grew up basically with rice and oily food, and it's not I mean oily food yeah it's in burgers but like the rice thing is like a big factor and like all all asians all filipinos like yeah trying to f- find i'm sorry if I, did i answer the question wrong i'm so sorry if i did no no you did you did you you totally did you're totally on topic okay for my for that transition period i would say personally it was really hard for me at first but once it came to like activities fair, I knew I wanted to join the Filipino club, which is 
Fossil Saw UP, which is the Filipino American Student Alliance or Association. And it's predominantly around the Pacific Northwest area. And that just gave me that sense of home and community because I knew when my sister went to college, she encouraged me to join FASA due to that culture shock that she had growing up while being in college. And I guess this is going to tie into my next question is that, are you the youngest out of your family? Yeah, I'm the I'm the youngest out of my family. I'm the second. I'm I'm the youngest, but the second child. <laughs> and being the youngest, especially um, out of how many siblings? It's just me and my sister. So, and being the youngest out of like one sibling, have you ever like, like um, have ever felt like, you know, like since only you and your sister. Like, you personally struggle with trying to understand your sense of, like, cultural identity because you grew up um, kind of, like, in a multi-generational household. Have you struggled with, like, terms or kind of embracing your own, like, Filipino identity? I would feel like it was kind of hard at first, especially being back home in Hawaii. Like, I feel like I didn't understand that sense of Filipino culture until college when I joined FASA. And growing up in Hawaii, it was just hard because when my grandma immigrated with my parents as well, it, my parents and my grandma, they had this like full like Filipino culture on them while me and my sister, we technically grew up in a multicultural with American, like a small kind of Americans, then like all the Hawaiian culture that we had growing up and then tying in that with the Filipino culture as well was kind of a struggle. And high school and being in our childhood years <gasps> not me but i wanted to ask um have you ever been misidentified um not really in the metro like portland area but like in the in like the town next to it the beaverton be like beaverton hillsborough area Yes, because like in that area, it's like a mix. It's like a lot of mix of like ethnicities. Like you, you'll. But honestly, you'll see a bunch of like. It's like even though it's like still majority white, you'll 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 see like minorities everywhere, and I feel like especially like Latinos or like Mexicans, and that's what I got like mixed up as because due to my brown skin, they thought. Or like the turn, or like my accent, like sometimes my accent, like in a Filipino accent, they kind of like think it's like a Latino, like a Mexican language or a Spanish language, and that's why they purposely mistake me <laughs> being a Latino, even though I'm a Filipino. Like, like on like on the side, like when they ask me, it's like when they ask me, like, oh, I'm sorry, but I'm not la- I'm not like Latino. I'm Filipino. In my head, I'm like laughing because like if and it, and then like if they laugh, I I just start like joking around to you about. And it's with everything happening, especially because also um, it's the last day before June hits. Um, this month has been about Asian and Pacific Asian Pacific Islander month. Um, kind of focusing a lot on the Asian because that's where Filipinos are mostly. Um, I think the thing about our culture, about being Filipino in the mainland, is that it's it's 
trying to find a distinction of what it is being Filipino. Yeah, I I feel like I would say that sometimes because I honestly I feel like like going off with like misrepresenting as Latinos on what I said. I feel like people like since we're like brown skin, people won't resemble us as Asians. They would resemble us as Pacific Islanders, like Samoans or Polynesians, because we don't have those like eyes. I don't know, like some some people they don't think we have those eyes as an Asian. Or, like, our skin color as an Asian, they just think we're, like, straight, like, Islanders or, like, Polynesian or Voyagers. Mm -hmm. I like that you bring that up because I feel like when they think of Asian, they only think about the East Asian side. I feel like, yeah. What about the South Asians? They mostly, like, talk about the the Chinese and the Japanese and Koreans, like, that. Yeah, what about, like, the South, the Southeast Asian, the South Asians, like, our beautiful Malay, Indo, and... Cause that's where we, that's where Philippines is. The with Malaysians, Indonesians, Thai, Vietnam, Vietnamese, and we're always kind of like seeing that. Oh, you're Asian. Okay, why don't you have chinky eyes? Why do you have big eyes? Why don't you have this? The kind of like because like East Asian resembles more of that Eurocentric um, values in comparison to like South. In comparison to like looking at it in a different lens of Asian, I think the question of like, especially you brought it up, I mean, really in the beginning of the episode that being Filipino in Hawaii, a lot of people group you with the Pacific Islanders, but in correction, we are not Pacific Islanders. Yeah, I would go to like personal experience with that too, because someone really thought I was like, even like, I feel like it connects with us being growing up from Hawaii as well, because sometimes they won't resemble us as filipinos if we're from hawaii they would just resemble us resemble us as like native like hawaiians or like you're actually like hawaiian type of thing because i get that a lot like they don't really think i'm a filipino they just think i'm just wow you're hawaiian and ho you kanakamaoli or like yeah they just think we're hawaiians and i'm like no i'm sorry we're just Filipino. Filipino. I'm just a Filipino. Yeah. Have you ever like got this when you visited in Philippines? They said, "Oh, you're from um Hawaii. Oh, are you Hawaiiana or Hawaiiano?" Does your family in the Philippines ever said that? No, they just think I'm just like Filipino. Especially like with me, I haven't been there since I've been there when I was like ten. So my parents were there, so they would. They would assume me as a Filipino with my parents being with me. I asked that because I want. I brought that up because I know a lot of pe- some 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 relatives um, would say that. Oh, you're from the you're from Hawaii and Philippines. So are you Hawaiiana or Hawaiiano? Like they kind of they think that because you're from Hawaii, you're Hawaiian. But it also brings up your point. Like in the mainland, people do see you as like you're from Hawaii or are you this but knowing that if you're from hawaii you're just a resident you're not of that ethnic race or background yeah or like yeah i just feel like it mostly resembles on our skin that's why i feel like from us they us assuming that we're pacific islander and like like brown and like tan that's why like i feel like they're trying to stray away from it that's why i just feel like they that's why they make white whitening products (laughs) I just feel like that's why they make whitening products. Because my mom literally, like, 
she like she's like she shoves it in my face and I'm like here use this for- well that was just my little like extra questions just in case i need a little from the audio but thank you for sharing your literally sharing anything with us and i felt like there's just so much to learn about our cultural identity in general and there's it's never ending our filipino culture as i i always describe it and always say it is is like an onion it has layers and layers and layers of so much stuff like you know like how an onion is like you can never get to the the peel without crying being filipino is an onion there's so much layers hidden layers that once you get to the the last piece it's like really that was it i asked that because like especially um being the youngest like there's so much there's so much things that you like are still wanting to learn about our own cultural identity especially because being filipino and i think you know this from going to um being involved in your organization that the filipino identity is so complex and so much more than just what we know of and i wanted to ask actually how in your own eyes um before you started college like how do you see yourself with your own cultural identity like were you ever ashamed have you ever like neglected or like just didn't want to be involved be involved with your cultural identity as you are now um for me growing up i was honestly proud to be a filipino but being in that sense of like being like in that same ethnicity everywhere it just kind of made me like drew away from it a little bit because i'm like oh because like for me growing up in a filipino american household it's it was kind of a change in me because oh my god i'm so sorry chashi i forgot the question no worries so the question was how do you see yourself with your cultural identity before and now um back then it was like i was honestly proud to be a, a filipino but i kind of got sick of it growing up be- and, but at the same time, I was so clueless about the Filipino culture. So that just made me, like, neglect the Filipino culture a little bit. And make sometimes I, I would get tired of it and I want to learn. I want to be a part of a new culture. And that's how it was, honestly, transitioning. Like, kind of during my transition stage to, like, I'm like, oh, even though I'm Filipino, I can still act like a white American or an african-american but honestly from from seeing that transition to like now when i'm about to be a rising junior i could honestly see that change that i'm so proud to be a filipino or a pinoy because due to everything that my parents taught me and everything everything like political that's been happening like even though it was like asian discrimination that happened recently this past semester it made me feel more proud to be an Asian, especially a Filipino-American living in the States. Yes, and thank you for uh, honestly like sharing that like with me because like especially with really understanding our own sense of identity and culture, like it's important to acknowledge like all those little kind of nuances that kind of builds up inside of us because like I feel like anyone that's listening and listening to your story especially and trying to come to like learn about their own 
cultural identity of the Filipino is it's 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 really hard when there's so much trauma that just comes along with being Filipino, especially because even to this day now, being Filipino is is still like being researched on because it's just our our name it our name itself is came from our colonizers came from this and it kind of like is kind of looked out looked out upon in terms of like trying to really understand the fluidity of our culture and our history okay so going off with the previous question as well i feel like like having that sense of like i don't feel like i want to be a filipino anymore i just feel like it's basically from like if you see tiktok there's like some times it talks about like filipino stereotypes where they compare you with other siblings or uh, like other your relatives as well because that was that was pretty harsh because sometimes you can take that to offense but like honestly just going off of it you can just take it away and do something better with it because honestly just be you also our skin color because growing up for me, my parents complain on how dark I am or how tan I am, even though the amount of times I go to the beach, they com- they they technically like negatively give me that sense of being a really dark skin from going to the beach, and that's why they provide me with like white like whitening pro- products in the Philippines. It's like kind of big too, all the whitening products to make your skin pale or like more paler white. Per. <laughs> oh, I feel like that kind of goes in a whole nother level because, like, especially with um our culture, like, I don't know why growing up, why, why are kind of why the older generation praised the Eurocentric traits so much. Like, there's so much beautifulness in like our in our brown skinness. Like, there's so much like. It's all these like things that kind of that influence our culture that really like made us believe that you have to be white, you have to be um, have the certain body shape to to be like to be Filipino. When in all honesty, all shape and sizes, all color, what you are, you are you are beautiful. Like what Ruby Avar said in the in the song "Gold" by El Bosco. I don't know if you listen to it. There's so much. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna go off of that as well because, <laughs> like, personally, my parents like they they criticized me about my my body type, like, because growing like back in high school, I was like really chubby and fat with my like my baby fat on my cheeks, and I was like I and then during that like senior year stage after senior portraits, I decided to lose a lot of weight and work out and go to the gym and look and honestly like. Now I'm like so happy about how my body is. I mean, I could do better, but like, I it's improving every single day, no matter what. But like, still until this day, our parent, my parents, still like, or like sometimes parents will still criticize on like you being so skinny, and they should tell you like, "I'm not go eat more." Like, look, we made you all this food, and you're not eating it. And like, here's us having like this simple diet or meal prep that we have every single time yes all, all the things that you're bringing up especially like um it, it i think it's it's so important to really talk about with our family because it's those things it's those little things that they tell us that really like cause so much triggers and really cause kind of cause our mental health a little bit because i'm just like 
you told me this, so I'm doing this. And now you told me this. Now you tell me this. I'm like, so what? Exactly. Oh my God. Literally. Okay. So when I came back from winter break, my freshman year, Oh no, okay, so going into going into my freshman year, I was like really tan due to like that summer being like hot boy summer, like get that tan on, go to the beach every single time because once I go to Portland, there's like no beach, there's no sun, it's just straight rain, straight clouds, nothing. And then from that semester, I got so pale that the fact that when I came back for winter break, they're like, wow, you're so white now, go get darker. I'm like, so what are you telling me to do? Because earlier you were telling me to get pale, but now you're you're telling me to get a little bit more dark? Question mark? Yeah. I think that's just some things about the toxic parts of our culture that kind of sometimes they comment a little too, they pay attention way too much. And it's it's hard when all they want for us is the good things. But sometimes you have to create the sense of boundaries as well. And it kind of goes along with like my follow-up question because with with, with bringing up a topic is um, I wanted to ask, um, because it, this is your own story, I feel like when it comes to um, when it comes to your relationship with your family, because family is a, the big kind of foundation in our culture, like how in a scale of one to ten, like how close is your relation, your communication? Um, is it preferable? prefer my parents or like my family in general we can go parents and then your sibling i feel like i'm closest to my sister the most because she lives in portland as well but with my parents i feel like it's kind of not so much but like we both lack the communication on each other which is kind of hard um with my sister yes i'm like i'll say like an eight out of ten but there's like some secrets that i don't talk to her about that's personal secrets, but especially with my parents, it's kind of harsh because, like, they don't, I feel like they don't understand how what us, like, me and my sister, what we go through a lot, especially with, like, our mental health, because they just, they just, like, we, they think, like, we're too drama llama and we overreact with everything. <laughs> I ask that question a lot because family is, like, the center of everything, and when it comes to really understanding one's culture, it's through like understanding like where our friend that kind of goes along with what makes us who we are. So that was a background why I asked the question. To segue from that and to kind of like respond, it's just like, it, it's it's tough. I'm, I'm like going to be like, like really honest. Like when it comes to our family and our parents, like even talking to them about certain stuff about us it takes a it takes a while to to really like say things um but at the same time it 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 gradually come it gradually comes if we're like comfortable with sharing and that kind of helps us kind of like help with the relationship and my next question is for you what does it mean to reclaim your Filipino identity? Not gonna lie, this was like the hardest question I looked at. <laughs> I'm so sorry if I don't answer it well. No, 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 honestly, this question is meant to be the most hardest one because it's 
it's the it's the world it, it's the question itself that's kind of like ties along with our identity what do you really what do you reclaim when your cultural identity is a combination of different influences what are you really reclaiming so maybe that's kind of kind of helps with the question a little bit i forgot what i answered i think i kind of answered it in my thing i don't remember what i said i don't see anything <laughs> oh i see it okay i looked at my email okay um rec- um reclaiming my filipino identity identity i feel like it means that um it's basically learning more about your culture as you grow up more as well as being proud of who you are and being a pinoy because growing up it was kind of hard learning culture because you guys um we don't really understand it or like learn from it along growing up because we we are because growing up we are predominantly a brown community and it's not until I, I would say this for everyone. I feel like a lot of people won't, like, they won't, like, reach out and learn more until they enter college. Especially with, like, out-of-state students. It's kind of harsh because tra- transitioning from a majority to a minority, it was it was kind of hard to, like, adapt on what we learned within the past. That's why we provided, like, organizations or, like, school clubs of, like, Filipino clubs in our school to establish that with like workshops or cultural workshops go back to our cultural roots and see how we were as filipinos and how we can bring it to the real world today and just being proud of being a pinoy because especially with what's happening going on especially that that asian movement that happened this past semester i feel like it's something to be proud of because like yeah we are like in america we are a minority of the country and sometimes i would tend to get insecurities about with like white skinned people because i feel like i don't have that sense of privilege around me within it like especially like being a minority like before answering this question maybe we can tackle on little topics to kind of like build on the question the question yeah when it comes to when it comes to your family history, what are the things that you have learned about your family? Or what if you if you didn't, what do you want to learn more about your family? Um for my family's history, I just knew we grew up being being farmers, especially from us being from Ilocos Norte or Batak. Yeah, it was mostly about like farming and like yeah. But I feel like there's like honestly, I feel like that there's more to like what my family has in store besides farming because I know growing up growing up on um, on my dad's side of the family it was mostly like straight farming because I remember they had this whole property of a house and then like a bunch of farmland for the animals foods and crops or was whatsoever and then what about your mom's side um for my mom's side I don't really know for sure but I I really want to know what made them be like the person they are today because I feel like it's I mostly like most of my family that are here in Hawaii it's mostly my dad's side and not really my mom a lot of my like relatives or family on my mom's side are like still back in the Philippines and it was and it's kind of hard to like contact them because I really don't have their contacts but mostly on my dad's side yes I have a lot of their contacts Mm -hmm. have you ever um or do you know how to speak the language Ilocano um, not really. Mostly, like, like words or, like, terms. Not, like, full-on sentences. 
but I know what they're saying, like in terms of what, like terms or like phrases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like um I don't know if correct me if I'm wrong, but then when it comes to the connecting with, because you told me how um you feel really connected with your dad's side of the family. Um, would you ever want to have an immer- if if you had the chance to do an immersion trip where your mom came from and being able to do that could reconnect with your her side of the family. Yeah, that would be pretty amazing. I just hope she comes because that would be pretty cool and she can tell me more about like where she grew up, how her family's been. Because I know like I know I only there's only like my like I'll say like four of my cousins on my mom's side here and then like two or three of my aunties are here from my mom's side and it's kind of hard because I'm not I'm mostly close with my dad's side since yeah being a Peralta I'm that's that's my dad's side (laughs) of the family (laughs) and yeah Mm -hmm. so with that if you could ask a question to your mom right now like if she was like if you could ask her the ultimate question about her what would you ask her I would say, oh, sorry. Um, I would say, how was it being, since I'll say my mom's last name, being a Doloroso growing up, because I'm not really aware of it. And then she can like tell me a bunch of like the stories or like we could take a trip together. That'd be so oh taking a trip together would be so fun, like not gonna lie. <laughs> taking a trip together to back to Ilocos and just learning probably seeing the mom side of my family potentially. That would be pretty cool and learn more about them. And then we could connect with probably Facebook and like Facebook Messenger as how a lot of the Filipinos connect back to the Philippines. Not gonna lie, a lot of people, a lot of Filipino family reunite in Facebook or Seafood City or any oh, Filipino that's... supermarket. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I I appreciate you a- answering that because with coming back with the question, going around again with the question, what does it mean to reclaim your Filipino, Filipinex identity? How would you answer that for yourself? How would you answer that for yourself? And there is no right or wrong answer. Um, continuing off with that, reclaiming my Filipino identity, I feel like a second part would be learning more about my family history on where they came from. Because for me, I just knew, I straight up knew my dad's side. Because that's it's technically the name of my name, my last name. But I, I really want to learn more about my mom's side like even though like her last name isn't my middle name I I feel like I'm not really affiliated with it much enough compared to my dad's side and that'll be pretty interesting on going back to the roots of my mom's side and learning more about how she became who she was today or how my grandma became who she was today from back then to today what advice would you give those who are similar to you who are still grappling understanding their Filipino identity 
I would say take a lot of time in knowing more about your culture because I know like growing up our parents they would straight off say it right off the bat and you'll forget it right it will like come out I'll come in one ear that's how I was honestly but because for me growing like learning more about it it mostly happened through an organization and if you have that good you can use that as a resource because I know that there will be a bunch of cultural workshops that you can go and learn more about to your roots. And just take it so Take your time. Oh, as well as listening to these podcasts. There will be something to take away from these podcasts no matter what. While learning your Filipino identity or learning more about it. Because we, we, are, we are both from Hawaii. And wanting to really center this conversation on you is that what is that one thing you wish that you knew more about the about our Filipino cultural, especially because coming from Hawaii, um, what was that one thing that you had to tell your friends in the mainland? I feel like a different thing was like, because in Hawaii, since there's like a lot of Filipinos everywhere, you could, you could just, it's like, it's really, I would say it's really chill because you guys are both brown skin, like, you got this. But compared to, like, a mainland perspective, like, once you see a Filipino, you're like, or, like, once you see a brown skin person, you'll say, like, hey, are you Filipino? Or, like, hey, are, like, sometimes it's either, hey, are you Filipino? Or, hey, are you, are you Latino or Latina? And from that, like, giving that, and then once you answer, like, oh, hey, I'm a Filipino as well. I feel like it will give that sense of hype because, you know, in the mainland, there's not really a bunch. It's and I just feel like having having that organization, it's going to help. If you could tell yourself one thing, if you could tell your 12-year-old self any um, anything that you know now, what would that be? I would say to my future self, just be proud of being a brown-skinned Pinoy because I know... Sometimes in the mainland, it, it, it can sometimes get rough out there as being a minority because especially with, like, what's been happening lately, it's, like, you kind of get that, like, scaredness of, like, you want to, like, back away from it a little bit. But I'll just say to my future self, just be proud of who you are. Be proud of being Pinoy and embrace the culture and try s- spread the culture to other people who want to learn it as well because once you... Once you tell it to other people, they're going to be so amazed of how your culture is. And they're like, whoa, that's so sick, dude. Like, yeah. And my very, very last question is, where do you see yourself in the next 10 years? Um, Honestly, since, I have a, since I'm going to school for marketing and entrepreneurship, I really want to, I feel like I really want to start like my small, like a small local business and like, just make it like a Filipino themed business and like so like people can learn more about the history of the Philippines learn the history about the culture because I know because I know growing up like some of my mainland friends they they were pretty amazed when I talked to them when when we talked about like our different cultures growing up it was so cool on seeing on how they were raised compared to how I was raised and it's yeah Local business, that's a Filipino theme with history and learning more about culture. Yes. And products. Yes.
And in addition to that, would you want to be able to have a business that also helps center around where your where your family came from? I would say yes because I'll be if I if I center it around where my family were was from, I feel like that'll be like a special place in my heart that I'm doing that for them because I feel like they would get touched by it honestly if if I actually do that. <laughs> I ask that because like especially with you know how um in knowing our culture is also knowing ourselves and our history. And that kind of ties in everything that I wanted to ask about you and wanted to move a little to the fun question is what what did you like growing up as a Filipino? Like anything in general? Anything in general. What I like growing up as a Filipino. I really love the food. Like honestly, like nothing can go wrong with the Filipino cuisine. Ex- but like, you know, side note, it's oily. But like nothing can stop that. Like if it's oily, we'll still eat it. <laughs> in, in addition to that, do you think even though our Filipino food is known to be oily, do you think it can be a, Fili- um, a Filipino food can be a Filipino food without being oily? Nothing can go wrong with being oily. It's fine. Filipino food can be oily. <laughs> Just in moderation. Just in moderation. <laughs> and with that further said and done, that kind of ends with all my question. And to oh end God. off, um, this is the segue of the podcast where you can do shout outs or anything that you would like to share to the, um, to the listeners out there and... I would say shout out to my family, my sister especially because she's a real homie, um, as well as my parents, most importantly, because they shaped who I am today culture-wise, and it, it gave me the sense of like learning more about my culture in college because it was kind of hard doing it back in high school. Also, I just want to shout out to my FOSA organization, FOSA Saw UP. Thank you for making me a cop Amelia as I take on the marketing manager officer this coming school year. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much where it kind of goes down. Um, I, I, I just wanted to acknowledge and thank you for being a part and sharing your narratives with us. And I know that when it comes to narrative it doesn't end here it just goes along it goes forward especially with how fast-paced moving this generation in our society is and with that said i would like to end with any recommendation of a filipino film and music nothing can go wrong with a kathneel movie What 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 film? What film? What oh my film? gosh! Wait. Okay, so I cried in she's dating a gangster. Like that ending, I cried in the theaters, and I was like in middle school. 
even though I didn't understand, there was subtitles, so I understood everything. That's one of the classic. I, not, you're right. Nothing can go wrong with that. Any any song? What was her? What was her name? Yen Constantino. Her. Okay. Ikao by Yen Constantino. Oh classic. my god. That's a yes, classic. Yes. I I don't. I don't. I don't um, disagree with that. I think when I the first the first like OPM love songs, the the most that thing that gives you Kalig is Ikao by Yang Constantino. It's yeah. It's either I feel like for me it's either Yang Constantino, Sarah Geronimo, or Kathmio. <laughs> Three of them. <laughs> Three of them works. <laughs> so with that said, thank you, Jeff, and I w- and also because you are a guest. And a recommended song, or my favorite song that I would like to share to you is, of course, it's Gold by El Bosco and Ruby Ibarra. Yeah, that was good. That was Ruby Ibarra. If you didn't, if you don't recognize her, have you heard of Ruby Ibarra? No. <laughs> you should check her out. Um, she is a, a amazing rapper, a Filipina rapper. Um, yeah. And that's the wrap on season 6 episode 9 we are nearing the ending for this season and I can just tell you that this recording this season had to be one of the most challenging but fun only because hearing narratives from those who not only were born from Hawaii and they moved to a different state but you get to really hear their story in terms of how they felt what they felt and like all of the aha moments that they just shared with me and one of the biggest aha moment when I was interviewing Jeff was the fact that a lot of the questions not only made him think a lot but it really gave him a chance to really reflect on where he has been from day one to now and just a little bit emphasize because he does talk about it in the podcast if you were able to listen a little bit but it's truly when you have to go to college and you have that resource you tend to really grapple your sense of what and where and who are you especially because trying to understand your own cultural identity it's not going to be like common sense you do have to really have been have taken something taken a class read a book to get you to start thinking all of these things and something that i've noticed especially with the seasons is it's truly that experience that kind of connection that 
will kind of fire you up a little bit in under in trying to go beyond and like asking all these questions about your identity and something that i want to leave with um everyone today on this episode is what does it mean for you to really reclaim your own identity and i know that that's an overarching question that i ask in the podcast but i am really curious and if you have been listening this far from this season i'm really curious because i know i've been asking all of the episodes what does it mean for you to reclaim your own identity let us know let me know um send me a voice me- message on anger and even dm us on instagram and just have a chat because this podcast this platform was built so that you can share your space you can share your story and so that to reassure you that you're not alone when you're trying to understand your own identity and your own culture and it kind of gives you that sense of space to kind of like understand a little bit about who you are so without further said and do thank you for listening to kasama hanko thank you for being with us since the very beginning and if you love to see more content from us feel free to support us on our venmo which is at kasama hanko and we also have a merch coming up pretty soon mid-september so check that out follow us on our instagram to get updates and if you want to be part of our newsletter also email us dm us and all of this will be in the show notes below and without further said and do i'm thankful for just being here with us and see you guys on the last episode of next week Thank you and who knows um our last guest maybe someone from our team stay tuned Get the kids yo bye